0: Welcome, ladies and
1: gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely dad of two children, co-host Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, man?
0: You know, besides uh, falling into a pit of insanity uh, over the past four days, pretty good overall. <laughs> I'm, you know. I'm
1: surprised you're awake right now.
0: I well, look, there's no, uh, there, there, there's no. Uh, going to bed before you know like 2 a.m. at this point so yeah. uh, you're,
1: on, I, you're on you're on strict dad time right now
0: yeah well pretty well and also i mean it's 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 college kid time and dad time <laughs> you know because yeah. this is like the last time i stayed up this late consistently was you know when i was 22 so i
1: was gonna say you stayed up you stayed up whenever i was in dc
0: uh, hey that that's true and that was that was like way beyond well what i what preparing. i do. but here, here's here's a, here's a pro tip Pro tip for, for the folks out there because I see a lot, a lot of people saying, you know, uh, that, that, they're, that they're about to become a father or, or a, a second child is on the way and that's awesome. Here's a pro tip from someone whose wife just gave birth. Don't complain about your aches and pains.
1: Yeah, that's probably not a good idea.
0: Don't go on a run and be like, oh, my hamstrings. Oh, God, they hurt <laughs> yeah. so bad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: she's, she's like, Did you just see what happened to my body?
0: Uh, right, right, yeah. Did you did you see me in contractions for six hours before right. before right. the baby came out? Yeah, I I do remember that. By the way, by the way, just the contractions uh, would kill me. Would actually just kill Destroy. me because my my wife is incredibly tough, incredibly tough person, and it it uh, got to her mm-hmm. bad. I I, I would just, I would be begging for death.
1: Right. Yeah. I agree. I, I I can't even imagine. It's it actually frightens me. This is great birth control. Let's keep let's keep doing this. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. dude.
1: Fantastic. Well, th- you know what's great is that your daughter, dot. Da- is that how crazy is that? You have a daughter now.
0: I know. I I, I can't get. You know what? I'm so used to having a boy that uh, when I change her, like when I change her, change the diaper a few minutes ago, and I was like, oh yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. There's that, that thing's out there. Yeah, right. She, she uh. She's not going to know what it's like to live in a world where potentially, hopefully, where the Penguins aren't Stanley Cup champions.
0: <laughs> I thought what, you were going to go she, somewhere like, somewhere gonna, in, in the Hillary vicinity, but then you <laughs> went to the Penguins.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you know what's, uh, what's funny is one of my uh, best friends here in Charlotte had twins in October, and he and his wife are big Panther fans. So they went the first, I don't know, two months of their life never seeing a loss from their professional football team.
0: Oh ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous, right? Ridiculous. Mm. And saying oh no al- almost only one loss the entire year, but but uh Von Miller said no to that.
0: Well it's funny I, I feel like you're so for a Steelers fan, the success is spread out, you know, throughout your life, right? Pretty much? The or, Ste- or the or...
1: Ste- as a Steelers fan?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean we had we had the 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 two the one in in oh five oh six, the one in two thousand eight two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. But other than that, those are the only two that we've won in, in my lifetime.
0: Mm. Okay, so yeah, because so the they, other one,
1: all the, the four other ones were in the seventies. But but the two generations right, have right. experienced them for the most part.
0: Right, right. But they were good. I mean, I'm talking about just being good, not oh just yeah.
1: Well, they haven't been bad for since like two thousand two, since two thousand three ish.
0: And I feel like there was one season in the 90s where they were horrible, but I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah, but they, I mean, they've, they've always been. I mean, that's not even, I, I don't even question if they're going to be good or not. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. It's, yeah. Well. It's just not even, it's not a, th- I mean, for, for as, as good as they've been throughout my whole life, the Pirates have been atrocious. The, like, mm-hmm. the complete opposite. Now, now both are good, and the Penguins are up three games to one, and it's a great time to be a, a Pittsburgh fan.
0: Uh, two, two things about, uh, uh, well, Pittsburgh. The one thing about Pittsburgh that amazes me is, you guys have had like three coaches ever.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Three? It's the best. It's, I mean, it's the best. Yeah. It's Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, and and Mike Tomlin.
0: And and who was before Knoll? Was there? Was there even? Was that, were there was, even record books?
1: Yeah. Basically not. Basically not. That's it's it's crazy. It's it's an insane, especially in today's day and age where. Everyone gets fired for everything. I mean, fortunately, Tom Tomlin's Tomlin's a pretty good coach. I mean, I'm not like the I'm not like the a, a diehard Tomlin fan because I think he's been lucky that he's had Ben Roethlisberger. But he's a good coach.
0: I mean, the the, the Dolphins have been through seven head coaches during the Obama presidency. You know? <laughs> right, I mean, right. 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 Yeah. This it's it's amazing. And also the the other the other kind of uh, combo longevity thing that I'm always amazed by is Favre. And Rodgers back to back. Now that is just and 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 to
1: a degree and to a degree you're seeing that with with Peyton and Luck.
0: Yes, right. And you you could have like thirty years of <laughs> of two quarterbacks. Right, right. Oh, and, and
1: but the Colts are never going to win with Andrew Luck, so it's okay.
0: Well, we know this. We know yeah, this.
1: we are, we already know that. Um, anyway, Denny. Well, congratulations again on, on the birth of your child. That's awesome. I can't believe you're podcasting. It's great that you're. Look how dedicated my my lovely co-host <laughs> is, everyone. So I am. Dedicated.
0: And also, my wife. My wife is is very loving and will give me a little break from the apocalypse that is a two kid household I, uh... I, I
1: I actually threatened uh, oh. the, the, the 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 Carter household about, about this. That's the okay. only reason. That's the only reason Denny's podcasting. Right. Now.
0: Well, it makes sense why Melissa was crying before the show. Thank right. you. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so today we're gonna do something that I think we're both fairly passionate about. Um, I mean, as as passionate as you can get about fantasy football, let's say. That's. Funny.
0: <laughs> you act like this is, this, is, this is what we're passionate well, about. Well, no, you
1: know what? I went on. I went on this rant uh, earlier this evening about how this is. I mean, this is. I'm actually more passionate about this. How mm-hmm. how people so like everyone knows Sean Siegel's zero RB uh, strategy that he pushed however many two, two years ago it's, it's a couple years now it's been where, uh, where he three pub- I think three. yeah three maybe where he published someone article about how about zero RB and everyone knows what it's like now and whatever well there's a lot of a lot of people that have been in the the fantasy industry for a while that. Uh, might have written something that was along the same lines of Sean's article. Now, I've seen a lot of other articles that are like Sean's article, and I can tell you very, very strongly that Sean's is way more in-depth and way deeper than what these other articles, but that, that's fine. Other people wrote something that's similar to what Sean wrote, and I see it all the time with everything fantasy-related, whether it's in, I called this first or I was on this guy first, and... These people complaining about other people getting rewarded for their hard work, if you will, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and Sean is out there. Sean Sean isn't even a, a self promoter very much. I mean, he's not even he's barely on Twitter, and it's mm. other it's other people at Rotoviz and other people that like what Sean wrote that are that are pushing what Sean wrote because it's a very well done piece, and it, it just it it annoys the hell out of me when people are. Trying to take credit for something that they just simply didn't market as well as someone else did, or in Sean's case too, it's it's they didn't do it as well. Right. And it, it's right. it's one of those situations where, like, I'm never going to sit here and I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. I'm never going to sit here and say I'm the person who came up with drafting quarterbacks late. It's not that at all. I will say that I'm the I've probably written about late round quarterbacks more than anyone else on the planet. That's mm-hmm. probably not not untrue. I mean, maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm like. But I'm I I put the idea into an ebook and then I th- I threw it out there and I marketed it right right sure it, it wasn't the idea that I came up with I just built off of other ideas that you know everyone's been drafting quarterbacks late I I just happened to publish it at a time where people ne- weren't necessarily doing that but people still were doing that I'm not trying to take credit for the idea but I will take credit for the the idea of the the marketing behind it and the the I, the the putting putting all the pieces together if you will. And, and, and like wanting to do that. So the thing that it it just, you know, this is kind of a rant and I'm definitely more passionate about this than what the topic that we're going to talk, that we're going to talk about. But I do want to throw it out there because I think it's really important that whether it's player analysis that you're doing, whether it's a strategy that you've come up with. You know, you can't, you can't complain or get mad when someone mm-hmm. else does something similarly because you should only look at yourself and say, hmm, maybe I should have done this differently or maybe I should have ha- written it in a more impactful way or maybe I should have marketed it in a different way. Because of all industries, this is an industry where people are not afraid to share work and they're not afraid – you know, a, a, a guy who has 100,000 Twitter followers is not afraid to retweet someone who doesn't have any following whatsoever, who doesn't have a readership. He's not afraid to do that if it's good work. And Mm -hmm. so I think that it's BS when there are people complaining that they did something 10 years ago only because the people who are doing it now are getting
0: recognized. Yeah, no, it it goes back to that that line in in The Social Network, the movie from a while back, where uh, the Zuckerberg character says, uh, if you, and I'm paraphrasing, but if you had created Facebook, you would have created Facebook. Right. You know, like that, like you know, and and so if if you had been the one who put into words and graphs and charts the late round quarterback strategy, then you would have been that person. But you weren't. But right. I mean, not you. <laughs> I'm just saying the other uh, other people. And and I I ran into a, a similar situation when I uh, three years ago when I put out the first um, how to think like a fantasy football winner book. Look, people had been talking about the similarities between poker psychology and fantasy football psychology for many years before I wrote that but you know I did a lot of research I interviewed people I, I put my own thoughts on paper and I sold it on Amazon and I got some some you know some, love for back, it. some backlash saying Let some love Lots of love. No, no. no. I, listen, I could not have asked for a better reception, right? Uh, honestly, and, and I'm I'm forever grateful for everyone who read that book and 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 you know reviewed it on Amazon. But but I guess some you know some people coming out of the woodwork and saying I've I thought of that a long time ago, right. or this guy originator. thought of it a long time ago, and that's not you know I was not saying that I that I invented that this is my baby that I created. No, no. Well, I can't get babies off the mind apparently. Yeah, uh, right. But anyway, yeah, so I, I know what you I know what you're saying, but yeah, you got to you got to package the idea and you got to sell it. And and that's that's how you become known for for something in this industry.
1: Right, exactly. And and the biggest thing and I I talked about this on when I went on to Matt Harmon's podcast and and, and such, you you have to differentiate yourself with something, not just to differ not just to be different, but to it's something that you're passionate about. Be different and and, and differentiate uh, an idea and, and, and it, that enables you to really um, uh, like show off and, and show who you are uh, in a way that other people aren't. And sure. it's just something that it, 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 you know, I, I just, I hate, I hate the, the, the complaining and the negativity when at the end of the day, like quite literally everything that anyone writes in fantasy football is built off of something else that someone else said in fantasy football. A- absolutely everything. It, it's, it's nearly impossible to just write things without any sort of influence about anything ever. And that goes for quite quite honestly anything in your life, but it's just, it's silly. It's a silly thing to, to complain about.
0: Exactly. So
1: anyway, tonight we're going to talk about onesie hipsters, Denny.
0: The revenge of the onesie.
1: The revenge of the onesie. Every year, man. Every year. We go through this where a a an analyst, multiple analysts, what have you, there are articles out there, there there are people that jump on this onesie player bandwagon, whether we're talking quarterback, tight end, or this year kicker. 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 Kicker's happening. Um just, I can't believe it. I, I can't either. I'm not I mean, look, we're not here trying to like slam other analysts or we're we're here just just quite literally to show what we think. Uh, with, with what we preach on this, on this podcast with streaming. So onesie positions uh, for, for those of you who have never listened to this podcast before, we're talking quarterback, tight end defense and kicker. Apparently kickers, we still talk about (laughs) (laughs) and we talk about them seriously. Um, we, we, we talk about those positions because there's a very, very low demand for them because you're only starting one in a standard league. And so therefore the supply of them is, is vast uh Mm -hmm. and that's really what this all comes down to so um i mean i guess without further ado denny it seems to me that there are some folks and i think you know we even see it sometimes in mfl 10s where cam newton cam newton is this year's andrew luck who was Mm -hmm. last year the year before that's aaron Rodgers or whoever every year Mm -hmm. there's a quarterback that someone's willing to reach for and someone's Willing to write about reaching for that person, and I just I don't get it. I'm assuming you don't get it either.
0: Well, it's usually the 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 quarterback that finishes as the QB one from the previous year. People salivate over taking that guy early, assuming that the production will continue at the incredible clip that it had. You know that from the previous year, so the, the assumptions are kind of out of control there. And you you've been through it a hundred times as to why that thinking is is not great but yeah so this year it's it's Cam and we've talked about it before though right now Cam's ADP is really suppressed because of the people who are drafting right, right i mean right. we were talking about in the 40s he's he's going in the 40s he's going to be going in the teens by august right so let's let's go let's i think we should shift into that mindset because that's really what we're going to be talking about our or when we're talking about taking a onesie position is taking Cam Newton in the first or second round and somehow being happy with it. But it's it's going to happen. It's like a zombie. It's like a zombie rising up from the dead and biting us in the neck every year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, the analysis essentially for all of this, for, for all the onesie positions, it goes something a little something like this. It says player X scored Y number of points more per game than the rest of his position last year. Player X has, you know, so many things going for him entering this season, and therefore Player X should have a higher ADP, right? Mm-hmm. So he was just so much better than everyone last year. He's got all this stuff going for him this year, which means he's going to be even better, <clears throat> and therefore he should have a higher ADP. But there's there's so much wrong with that kind of statement, right? And we've talked about it on this podcast many times before. The first one being that, like, a value-based... That's, that's a very value-based drafting way of looking at things. You know, when you're saying... This player scored, averaged, you know, four more points than the second best player at his position last year, and yeah. therefore we're gonna we're gonna take that and we're gonna assume that's gonna happen again, and that's how we're going to project uh, how how strong or how good of yeah. a pick this player is in this season.
0: Yeah, and, that's, that's and not cl- a great way.
1: Right, clearly, it's it's not. I mean, we've talked about why VBD is stupid. I I made a really inappropriate analogy once on this podcast with with value based <laughs> drafting that I can't bring up again because I got hate emails. But look, projections aren't perfect. Number one, replacement level isn't as simple as looking at like some baseline player at the position. And what I mean by that is that you can stream the position, a, a certain position, and so on and so forth. Um, and the game is played weekly, so every, you know if you're looking at a season long projection, you're looking at average fantasy points per game. That's not even necessarily the best way to look at things because you could realistically score 50% of your points in three games. And that doesn't really help you that much. Um, So, you know, I, the the thing that that's crazy too, is that like, there's a reason that we don't see the same player necessarily uh, being ranked first at the quarterback position year in and year out. And Mm -hmm. the simple reason for that is because to be to be the best quarterback in the league or the best anything in the league you have to put up probably some sort of outlier performance right like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you have to be insane in some way to be the number 1 quarterback for instance in fantasy football right it doesn't just i mean it's not like it th- like that that just always goes so overlooked with all that kind of analysis right like everyone just assumes like oh he played at such a high level there's no way he could play worse the next season. Cam, Cam Newton can Cam Newton can't be any worse next year because he's getting Kelvin Benjamin back.
0: That 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 is a very suspect argument by the way uh, but yeah. yeah. Of but, course. but 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 you're right. Yeah, taking so saying this has happened therefore it is going to happen again is really the pitfall like the ultimate pitfall of fantasy football analysis.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, most uh, definitely. The, the the Cam Newton thing with Kelvin Benjamin. Can can I just I have some numbers I need to throw out here?
0: Yeah, actually, I was gonna say, please bring those numbers because these are the ones you tweeted the other day, right? I did, I did. Yeah.
1: Touchdown touchdown rate is a really important thing. Chris Raybon actually did some correlation stuff uh, from from four for four, and touchdown rate of all of all some of the you know the the, the major quarterback categories correlates pretty much worst from one year to the next, meaning mm-hmm. touchdown rate can drastically change from one year to the next. And it makes total sense because touchdowns are, are, are somewhat random. You know, some, some guys sure are going to score more touchdowns, but a lot of times it's about opportunity as well and where they're throwing those touchdowns. So let me just throw this out there. Cam Newton had a 17, or 17 wow, that would have been insane, a 7.1% <laughs> touchdown rate last year. And just for reference, for those of you who don't know, the average rate since 2011 so the last 5 years has been 4.55%, okay? Since the year 2016 quarterbacks had a 7% touchdown rate or better of the 14 that have next season data, so Cam obviously we don't have next season. Russell Wilson had a 7% touchdown rate last year. Every single player decreased their touchdown rate the next season mm. with only two of them decrease <clears throat> sorry, with only two of them Decreasing by less than one percent, which means if Cam is going by what we've seen in the past. Now, granted, Tom Brady, I used the season after he got hurt because he only played the like three snaps or whatever whenever he tore his ACL, and then Tony Romo uh, last year didn't really play that much. So even if you want to say it's twelve player, twelve quarterbacks, you're looking at at least a one percent decrease in your touchdown rate. So. In other words, if Cam were to have a 6% touchdown rate rather than a 7% touchdown, touchdown rate, we're looking at over five fewer passing touchdowns last year. Wow, wow. And, and meanwhile, prior to last season, his touchdown rate was never greater than 5.1% throughout his entire career. Mm. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying, look, he, he's going to regress, but he wouldn't regress to all the way back to his career average of 5.1%. Let's just assume it's 6%. But mm. if we pretend that it goes down to 5%, that means that we're looking – if, if he still stays at roughly 500 attempts, which would be the most he's seen since his rookie season, then we're looking at 25 passing touchdowns, which is 10 fewer than what he had last year. Sure. And this, is, this isn't this – is, this is just math. This is just regression. I mean, I've talked to, to Rich Rebar about this as well when I was working on some of my projections, and uh, the Panthers scored 54 touchdowns last season, which is absurd. Uh, teams that score that many touchdowns usually drop by double digit touchdowns the following season. And it's, it has nothing to do with them being worse necessarily less efficient. I mean, sure. They're going to be less efficient because they're not scoring as many touchdowns. They're going to be worse, but it's, it's just math. It's just regression. Things aren't going to go their way just as much as it it went their way the previous season. I mean, Cam Newton's going to probably throw more interceptions. He's probably not going to have as many touchdown opportunities. It's just the way math works. And so at the end of the day, you know, you know, just because he's getting Kelvin Benjamin doesn't mean that he's going to throw fifty touchdowns this season,
0: right? But it, but it's always right, fifty. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. But the um, we've we've heard that before. Uh, propping up uh, a player like Kant is al- is always done through through narrative. Uh, um, you know, to right, say right. you know Funches is going to be uh, take that second step. Uh, You know, in his second year, he's he. You know, some people saying you know he's going to be like an elite receiver. Kelvin Benjamin coming back from a devastating knee injury, he's going to be he's going to be a great addition to the offense. So uh, we heard the same thing last year with Luck. Remember, remember with Luck, it was Frank Gore and Andre Johnson. The ghosts of those two guys are going to make him great. Yep. And so it's it's always narrative that's pushed to say regression doesn't matter because you know Andre Johnson is the goat or Kelvin Benjamin is 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 a great addition to the offense so you know it that but the, and that's hard to fight honestly
1: yeah no you're exa- you're exactly right i mean at the end of the day you have to look at things as objectively as you possibly can and you can't just assume things are going to happen like e- even though something did happen doesn't mean that that's the new norm mm-hmm. and i think that's the issue that we run into a lot with fantasy analysis is we say, hey, all of this happened in, in history. All you know, Like Cam Newton just threw for 35 touchdowns. Why wouldn't he throw for 35 touchdowns next year if Kelvin Benjamin's in that offense? Well, probably yeah. because the, those touchdowns might go in different directions, and, and maybe a guy like Ted Ginn isn't going to score as many touchdowns as he, he's not going to score 10 touchdowns or however many he had. And maybe those go to Kelvin Benjamin. And yeah. then at the same time, Maybe Cam Newton just isn't going to be as godly as he was in 2015.
0: Sure, I mean
1: That's... the guy was historic. He was historically good last year. And why are people banking on history to happen again?
0: But that, and we were saying the exact same thing about Andrew Luck last year.
1: Exact same thing. We've done this. We've done this for three years now, Denny.
0: It, but it always it always happens where man, it's just so predictable. This time of year, it crops up to the forefront. Although. I have to say quarterback is predictable. Kicker I did not see coming.
1: I did not see coming either. I I didn't see it. I mean, at, look, we all know who wrote the article by at this at this time, right? Like I'm I'm not trying to throw so it was Adam Rank from nfl.com. Right. He he wrote an article that was I can't tell if it was meant to be satire. I, I don't I can't, I can't. I'm not I'm not trying to rip the dude. Like look, he's a very successful person in the in the fantasy industry. I'm sure he's a great guy. I I have I I don't know I'm I'm strictly looking at the analysis I I really I don't know if it's meant to be a satire.
0: Yeah, I, it was written in, in with a tongue in cheek, you know, in a tongue in cheek manner. I I thought reading it that you know, oh, okay, like the, where the punchline is going to come, and I'm going to be like, oh, I got it. So this was like m- like mocking the strategy, but right. I think you know, look, I think he was talking about a ten team league. You know, if you draft a kicker in the fifth of a ten-team of any league, it's a debacle. Uh, but I think he was saying eventually that he, if if it didn't work out, he could recover anyway.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, for for the record, for those of you who didn't see it, he, I mean, he wrote an article, and it's it's genius. He's got it's gotten us talking about it. Yeah, sure. Um, if if you want that that to be the result of something that you write, um, but. <laughs> You know, he he wrote an article that said that you should draft Stephen Goskowski in the 5th round basically because mm-hmm. last year cuz Goskowski will be the, probably the number 1 kicker mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I mean granted Tom Brady might be suspended but Goskowski will be the number 1 kicker even if we assume that and 5th round draft picks last season were bad. That's uh, not even but- a, that's not even a bad summary of what the article was.
0: No, I, I think he was saying that he, that he personally has had bad luck in the fifth round in the over the past three seasons. Sure. So, you yeah. know, take that for for what sure, what, sure. What that's I worth. I mean, I mean, not, um, not look,
1: look, yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
0: I, I was I was just real quick, just just you know, if we're going to get into numbers a little bit, and I feel like we should. I looked at uh, you know, Goskowski last year, averaged nine point nine fantasy points per game, which, which look that's solid. Okay, you're you're signing. Every week, um, but Grant Graham Gano averaged nine point four points per game, and Blair Walsh averaged nine point three. Right. So I don't, you know, I. Not
1: only that, you're assuming <laughs> you're starting the same kicker in those situ in those situations. It,
0: exactly, and and the one thing that you'll that you will never ever find in a discussion of take this onesie position, take this quarterback here, take this kicker. I can't even say, yeah, or take this defense. <laughs> you know uh you know these onesie positions uh, early on you'll never hear a discussion of opportunity cost
1: never never ever
0: right in other words and jj i know you talk about this a lot but the uh the, the the cost of making that decision is tremendous i mean you're looking at in the fifth round you're talking about passing up guys like michael floyd ryan matthews emmanuel sanders Matt Jones, even look at Russell Wilson is going in fifth. Right, so, right. I, you know, if, if I'm taking a onesie position there, I'm, I'm taking Wilson every time over a freaking kicker.
1: Right, right. And we have to understand, guys, that just because, you know, if you are confident in your ability of taking late round flyers and turning them into something, then... That's, that's great that you have that much confidence in yourself, but I know that I'm a human being that cannot predict the future with 100% accuracy. So, therefore, I'm going to play the game of probability if I'm in any sort of competitive league. So, I'm not going to just waste a fifth-round pick. I mean, the bottom line is that it just... Like, the goal in fantasy football is not to have the best player at every position. The goal is to win based on value. The, period. I mean, the, the goal is to score more points... Than other people and the way you do that is you can it's almost impossible unless you're in a team with or in a league with three other teams to have the best players at every single position it just doesn't happen
0: right right i mean as as Kenny Darter would say you get the best you forget about the rest exactly you know? that's that's pretty much what you're what you're doing with uh with goskowski in the in the middle rounds I can't even say his name Gostowski? goskowski I'll just call him Gost.
1: yeah there you go all right, that's that's enough with the onesie position stuff. Plus, you have a kid. We shouldn't have too much analysis tonight. I do? Oh, I do. You have two now. <laughs> two. Have two? Two. of Jeez. them. Jeez. And
0: and probably none of them are the mailmans, by the way.
1: That's good. Yeah, that's, a, that's very positive. All mm-hmm. right. He's a very
0: good looking guy. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Let's get to the Twitter questions. Mm-hmm. First one, what's up?
0: Hmm? No, Nothing.
1: Oh, Okay. <laughs> First one at Frollo six two five. How many times has Denny's daughter watched Rounders so far?
0: <laughs> uh, three. So you know, no, I, that, that's 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 years away. Let's let's not get ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Next one at Geigertron. He says I'm doing a Cowboys only league this year, and I need help at tight at the tight end spot. Who should I go with? So the reason that's an awesome question is because whenever I pose the questions, because we talked about it last week, we're done with, we're trying to retire Jason Witten's like the jokes, like not retire, but just not have so much. So I said, send in some questions for tonight's pod. They can be non-football related ones. They can be football related and don't talk Witten. So all right. This next one is from at Joe, son of Joe. What would be the first clue that Denny's Twitter was hacked in the manner of Roger Goodell this week? And you can't say that it was deleted.
0: I, I would say anything that came off as a halfway reasonable political tweet would would signify that it has been hacked. Anything that kind of balances both sides of the political equation and everyone can favorite it and feel good about themselves. If that's happened, I have been hacked, guys.
1: I think that you're being too kind saying that it would only be politically related, that everyone's saying, OK, that was good.
0: You're right. Right. No, you're, you're right. I mean, well, OK. <laughs> totally no, 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 no. no. Here, here's another one. If I said something bad about Jared Cook. Yeah,
1: that's you would know true. That I've been hacked. That's true. If you said something about, bad about Jared Cook, that's very true. Or, uh, or Joe or Webb. Joe
0: Webb or Jeff Janis. If, if, if you see me joining in the like anti-Janis crowd, then please call my wife because my account has been hacked. And if you have my wife's <laughs> number, then I have questions about you and my wife.
1: We can't forget good food takes, though. Right. You know? <laughs> yes. I mean, you, can't have, there's, you cannot have good food takes.
0: No, you're right. You're right. Although, people actually, people will respond sometimes and say, I agree with this take, which means I know I'm wrong. About about a food table.
1: yeah, right, right. I mean, like like basically a tweet that says like, oh, I just had this amazing ribeye steak, <laughs> and it has a picture of this amazing looking like steak with like it, it looks great. Or I had this New York strip steak at this local oh, yeah. s- meat place. Right. Then then we know that you're you're a. Um,
0: or or a picture of an IPA with with just mmm. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs>
1: you holding it up with the thumbs yeah. up <laughs> that's yeah. the- actually no but that but it, but it would only be could only be from shoulder down because you couldn't be holding that
0: wait up. well or i mean Cause, but cause they, they could respect. just put a crying jordan on it because that's how i feel every time i see an ipa <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly ipas are great oh, uh this next one at future stars nyc who asked a lot of questions Ooh. we only have a couple a couple from him on this uh Create your own league. Which NFL players slash coaches would you pick as owners, and who would be the commish?
0: Oh, uh,
1: which player? Which player would I, I? I Let's just stick with players and coaches. I think that's what he said actually.
0: Uh, who would be the commissioner? Well, I would love someone as progressive as Adam Silver in the NBA.
1: I think Aaron Rodgers would be great uh,
0: commissioner. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think he'd be great. That was a, that's a that's not even a fire take. That's just like an actual no. take. I shouldn't have given an actual take. It's just a good take. His brother's on The Bachelorette, by the way. I, I did we talk about that? Did we talk about that last? It was week?
0: unavoidable. I I I knew that through osmosis through just just looking on Twitter. Dude,
1: his, he's such a douche. He's such a. Uh,
0: that that's shocking that someone on The Bachelorette is a douche. Um, <laughs> very uh, very You know who I actually commissioner. Give me Commissioner Ricky Williams and I can die happy. That's
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. Someone to just legalize pot, so all the stupid four-game suspensions are done. So, so
0: guys are literally just just lighting up on the bench during games.
1: Yeah, right. That, well, that's the ideal situation. <laughs> People are just lighting up, right? I mean, they they get done. They just finish a drive and they just go to the sideline and they just just get the bong hey, out and just go. Hey, out. I think
0: oh, you know fewer injuries. You know, happier players. It, it's it's really it's a win win. <laughs>
1: Imagine the touchdown celebrations if they were high. <laughs>
0: I think it would just be like Ricky Williams used to do and just set the ball down at the goal line or whatever. He did, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: probably. And then just like laugh on the bench with other. Players. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This next one uh, is from at Jad underscore Rihan. They say favorite deep rookies. Deep rookie. Do you have any favorites yet?
0: It has to be like a deep rookie. Um,
1: I mean, just any rookie, I guess. Mm. Like, I'm, I, you know, I I think there's a lot, like, I don't really care for this class's wide receivers year one all that much. I mean, I think, I think if you're going to, like, we talked about it before on the pod, uh, the the post draft. You should listen to that post draft pod because we, we gave our takes there. Uh, But, like, we both are pretty, are relatively into Michael Thomas just because of his upside. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it's not a, I mean, I think that a lot of these rookies are going to make impacts post this season. Um, but I, don't, I I tend to look at running back situations where the running back is a bit uh, shaky or um, the team has shown that they're not super into him. And one guy would be Latavius Murray. Right. Uh, and DeAndre Washington's behind him. I don't know enough about Washington to say uh, what I do know I don't know if he can handle the, the workload but mm-hmm. at the same time we do know Latavius Murray doesn't catch passes and he's been pretty inefficient so that would be the look that I would
0: right get. I mean yeah what I know about Washington is that he has two legs he has uh, experience at the running back position and he could be on a potentially right. good running team
1: yeah right there you go yeah great offensive line in Oakland right. now I mean it's 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 a good situation uh next one at didymus shouldn't shouldn't woke af cd carter 13 like sports with global audience like hockey and soccer what is denny's favorite non us centric sport
0: yeah okay i i read that question and i get it like i get that i'm like you know i seem like this super as the kids would say woke person on twitter about about <laughs> about race and gender <laughs> and sexuality dude you 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 are woke af i'm woke af a mocha's fudge. Uh, and and um, I'm not going to drop the F-bomb like you on this show. I know,
1: that. I was just... uh,
0: but anyway, uh, I, it would be disingenuous of me to say that I enjoy any international sport. I, I, I just don't. I look at every World Cup. I try to sit down with my brothers-in-law and my friends who obsess over the World Cup all year long and... And then I just don't get it. It's just boring as hell to me. It's just boring. Nothing happens. There's a there's a goal like once the goal once a goal is scored, the game's over, right? I mean, they might as well just walk off the field. It's over. I kind
1: of, look. I kind of agree with your soccer take. I'm not a soccer guy. I don't think. Look, I know it's it's the most popular sport in the world, and like we're sitting here in our American bubble talking about football all the time. Real, the real. Oh. Yeah, but like like i'll take hockey over soccer all day long yeah, and
0: hockey's boring as hell too but you know that's you're out of either your here nor there but the, the, the look i i don't it would be i see a lot of people on twitter like turn into major soccer fans when some stupid soccer match is on at six o'clock in the morning on a sunday um i don't get it i don't understand what's happening and i will not pretend to like soccer
1: okay this next one at pugs underscore not underscore hugs, pugs not hugs. Yeah, and 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 pugs not hugs. The uh, his name his or her name is the pug father.
0: Oh, the pug father. Yeah, right, right, right.
1: Yeah, they say since I can't wear cargo shorts, I didn't know pugs wore pants. Are fanny packs okay to wear again? Need something for wallet, keys, hand sanitizer, and phone. Who's who carries hand sanitizer around? But, like. Male? What male? Care? Like, well, you need a purse if you're gonna have. No, uh,
0: I, I would say anybody carrying around a hand sanitizer is very is It's a very strange thing unless you're, I don't know, unless you're like traveling internationally into a, an area that's just really, really not great for humans.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're going, like, if you're going into like a a disease-filled yeah. area, like, sure, but no, you don't need this hand sanitizer. Funny
0: thing about hand sanitizer with kids now. With, with when Xavier was born, when my first kid was born, we
1: had, is this a vaccination? We had, oh no,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go into uh, the, the, I'm gonna go into the, <laughs> the truther theory about vaccination. Um, when he was born, uh, we had everybody who came within five feet of him put hand sanitizer on. Hey, gotta have his hands sanitizer, gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. Was he just, was he
1: just like, was he just like, like just? Like he would go home right. from from being out, just had this like this
0: Lair. gooey crap. Yeah, just of- a layer of of sanitizer. With uh, now with Eleanor with with our second, uh, it's a gaff situation. Total d gaff. We don't care. You you have dirty hands. So what? Hold it. Hold right. It L- lick them. Yeah.
1: No, that's what I th- I think that's what happened. Why, but whenever you guys get on your fifth child, you guys aren't even going to know it wow. exists.
0: <laughs> I mean. I can't, I just, I actually just.
1: Look, I was, I was the third and my sister's four and a half years older. and My brother's six and a half years older. I, I could do whatever I wanted.
0: Yeah, no, now that is a fact because Melissa is the fourth in her family and her brother's the fifth and her brother had no rules. So you're right about that.
1: Yeah. I could do whatever I wanted. I was, my parents were so over me that. <laughs> They still, they still, they just don't even talk. It makes
0: enough. you feel good. Uh, wait, just, just you saying that we're gonna have five kids, I just peed in my pants completely. I'm just,
1: <laughs> yeah, Danny and I actually are now on, we're, we're video recording and I can see the, yeah. the, the, pee I'm, I'm soaked
0: pants. through. I gotta go change. Hold on one second.
1: He's showing me, he's standing Whoa. up in front of the camera, showing me his, <laughs> his package, all <laughs> disgusting. All right. Uh, this next one is from the same guy, Future Stars NYC. Why do people covet Gurley and, and David Johnson so much? Game logs show a lot of mediocre games outside of the breakout ones. What gives? Um, I don't know if I would say mediocre games. I think that's a stretch. Mm-hmm. But I think that the reason people covet them is because they're, they're potentially generational or era talents. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're that talented. I mean, David Johnson, by the way, you have to look at when he became starter. When he became starter, he was a fantasy football Stu- like like Le'Veon Bell level right. stud um, So that's the reason with him And with Gurley it's because he was a Highly touted prospect Who uh, looked very much The role during his rookie year The problem with, with Gurley is We don't know if he's a pass catcher mm-hmm. And that's a big deal So <laughs> That's that's the reason. but think,
0: things are happening with David Johnson right now. I mean, things are happening to people are talking about Chris Johnson, Andre Ellington. They're talking about Bruce Arians' history with running backs. I could see Johnson falling, honestly, with all this. With all this, which talk. is abs-
1: which is absurd. At the end of the like if if you are not drafting David Johnson right now, I'm I'm Denny can see me. I've got my my yeah. elbows on my desk and my fingers are in like my my <laughs> thumb and my pointer finger. Are in a making a circle, and I'm just pointing in the air with this circle. Right. There's
0: also some blood trickling out of your ear. I don't know if. You- <laughs> yeah,
1: right. If your reasoning for not drafting David Johnson is Chris Johnson, you need to stop playing
0: fantasy. <laughs> oh, football. that's a take.
1: <laughs> Look, I'm just I'm just saying. I got super fired up earlier today, so I'm just gonna spit some fire during this this question section. Uh, this next one at uh, PGH Dave and at. Remember we we. I hope you guys looked at the Pittsburgh East stuff. It's good. Ian, Ian's ready to watch them them Penguins win that cup. <laughs> All right. Are uh, I'm really bad at accents. Are Matt Jones and Latavius Murray being undervalued right now? Each could be work a workhorse and do for a big year.
0: I don't know. I I mean I, I like Jones where he's going.
1: I think Jones. I think they're they're both fair where they're going. I think Jones is the better value just because he's going later, um, but at the same time, I'm not like, I I, I want to see them be able to catch passes. That that's the thing. Neither of them. Matt Jones didn't necessarily prove it last year. He had like a big that Saints game. He had that big like like decent game. But Latavius Murray does not catch passes. Chris Thompson's there and and. Washington they got Keith Marshall now I mean I I, I want to see him be more than a uh two down back which is the reason they appear undervalued but yeah they should get a decent amount of workload uh with their rushes but you can't just look at the rushes anymore it's a different NFL right. it's, it's it's more well, you,
0: you wrote a really I would suggest people check out the piece that JJ wrote on number fire talking about like you know Latavius Murray might not be good but d- what is it does it matter is that the headline
1: yeah, it says it was the headline was Latavius Murray might not be very good, but it also might not And matter. and
0: you know what that and we can get into this another time, but that is to me the right way to play the game in in general is not to get so wrapped up in how great a potent, a player potentially is and just to look at his opportunity which is what is what you did in that article. I thought it was good.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, this next one, at John Boyd 11, is a hot dog a sandwich? We've never gotten this question.
0: I don't understand what the big deal is here. It's it's not a sandwich.
1: No, it's not.
0: So can we just, I mean, why, so why is there like these, like, wars over it?
1: There There are legitimate wars over it. I mean, once Israel and Palestine can come to an agreement that it's not a sandwich... Then we're good. Look
0: at that there. there. And there's our weekly Gaza uh, reference. That's I think that's like four episodes <laughs> right. in a row. Where we've had a Gaza right. reference. So that's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not a sandwich guys. Don't. don't be Yeah. Stupid. Come on. Uh, this next one is Nikolai Pitra. Who's in our fantasy league. He said, Will you play the fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji intro? You know what? For you, I'm going to play part of it. Now. Nice.
0: NFC football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during the NFL season—it's not just tongue and cheek. <laughs> Quarterback, defense, tight end—recommendation based on opposition
1: matchup. Here's your forecast host, JJ Zacharousa, and your boy, Denny Carter. Liv- Live, 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 live in the I hope you enjoyed that.
0: <laughs>
1: the next one at Grizzly, I really hope that I edit that in. The next one at Grizzly Blair, he says, "Hey friends, what is a guilty pleasure band slash artist that you enjoy listening to? Um, how about any any white people music?
0: I, well, that's all I listen. Singer,
1: to. I love. I, I listen singer songwriter stuff now. Like I, I went from." I went from, I listened to like rap in in high school and stuff mm-hmm. and, and into college. And then I just became super white. Uh,
0: my, so I, I found out my guilty pleasure is pretty much just listening to the eighties Pandora station, eighties pop, uh, where, you know, bands like, um, like, uh, Hall and Oates, which to me, yeah, 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 like yeah. Hall and Oates is the woke but Maneater is the goat. So I don't know what's going on there. I mean, Maneater is a great song, and I was running to it today, and I was like, oh, hell yes, Maneater. <laughs> She'll chew you up, man. Anyway, <laughs> that's my guilty pleasure. Hall of uh,
1: This next one, at K Robinson 4781 please rank the following wide receivers in redraft PPR. Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks. I, I'm going to go this direction. I'm going to go Keenan Allen, yeah, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, and Mari Cooper.
0: Yeah, I you know what? I have to – I was going to say Cooper and, and Cooks, but I, I really think that Cooper's floor is a little bit frightening.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with that too. Uh, next one, at what's good with an E, which NFL players slash coaches will follow Ezekiel Ellie Goat's into the dawn of the crop top jersey era early crop top power ranks (laughs) player player i like the the coach's idea of coaches uh crop topping
0: oh oh my god what a disaster that would be you i mean the ryan brothers
1: my god (laughs) well not no i mean it's only it's only rob now oh right right no rex's rex's would just be skin hanging down to his knees
0: (laughs) like fat bastard from austin powers
1: yeah when he lost all the money. oh weight. my god i could see uh john harbaugh being really into it
0: yeah but he he's he kind of he has like a dad gut you're right yeah but he would be into it yeah no and he would just let it hang out he wouldn't even care um yeah you're right who else who, who would be in shape are there any in shape jason folks? garrett oh yeah jason Garrett would have like a six-pack yeah
1: jason garrett would love that he would love that
0: shit oh my um, god sport, andy Reid. oh my god
1: <laughs> yeah we need to we need to stop going down this hole uh this next one uh is from at rejected papers what podcasts if any do you guys listen to i can go i have a couple yeah go ahead uh first of all you guys should listen to that fantasy land podcast that rotoviz is doing really really well done it's yeah. fun to listen to it's it's one of the most well-produced shows that you'll listen to um it's definitely not like ours ours is ours is if ours was tangible you'd be throwing it into the trash every week
0: absolutely and and by the way that one is you know what that one that one reminds me if npr had a fantasy podcast it would be fantasy land that's it's right really yeah because well
1: npr i was actually going to mention that have you listened to the ted radio hour on npr yes
0: i i, I like it very much
1: with 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 guy Raz. guy Ruzz. that's 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 one that uh is a great, great car
0: trip podcast. Uh, yeah,
1: Amanda and I, we listen on every car trip. We listen to so many of those. It's so good. Oh, yeah. It's so good.
0: Right, right. And I'm Guy Raz. And today, yeah. we look and at... I, yeah. Can corn save the world? <laughs> right. I'm Guy Raz. That's it. A- <laughs> right. Can one professor change the way you think about, I don't know, like something simple like water? Right,
1: right, right. Uh, next one at Fitz underscore eight four three. Been waiting to ask this. Should JJ delete his account for suggesting Perfect Dark is better than Goldeneye AKA the GOAT? Okay. Well, let's think about this for a second. Who do you want? Aaron Rodgers or some scrub that played in the nineteen eighties? You want Aaron Rodgers. They do the same exact thing except Aaron Rodgers is better.
0: Wow, that's that's a that's a hot t- I don't know anything about this situation, so
1: yeah, Perfect Dark is is quite literally the same game as GoldenEye except Lightyear is better because they just put enhancements to it. It's like taking it's like taking a, 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 a like like taking a a banana, okay? Mm-hmm. And and you have a banana, but then you put peanut butter on it and it just becomes infinitely better.
0: But wait a second. Now, Mario Kart 64 is much better than it's uh, you know, it's younger siblings.
1: You're correct, but imagine Mario Kart 64... Oh, this is actually great, Denny. Thank you. Imagine Mario Kart sixty four, but being able to play it the way it is online.
0: Mm, mm. Oh, that I cool. think you
1: actually can on on like Wii U or something like that. But imagine doing that, right? That is the equivalent of uh, you can't play Perfect Dark online. Actually, you can now on on like Xbox three sixty. But imagine. Imagine being able to play that online. It's the same thing. They took GoldenEye and they just enhanced. It was the exact same game, exact same buttons, exact same graphics, everything. And they just, they just made it better. They put more things to it. That's why people are – this take is actually a really smart one. <laughs> this next one, at Jim Caliu, he said, would you draft Arian Foster?
0: I mean, at the end of a draft?
1: I'm, not, I'm really not into him. I, he was really bad last year but if people like he he produced he produced strictly on volume i actually wrote in that uh that latavius murray article that latavius was benefited most from volume last year but i take that back right now because it was 100 percent arian foster
0: yeah he well you know i mean but if foster is signed and i think he will be it seems like he will be he's he's gonna rocket up a uh draft boards He'll be, I bet,
1: depending on situation, I bet he ends up being like a, a, a seventh round pick.
0: I, I think, yes, I think seventh, I think I think fifth is in play.
1: Yeah, where things start to get a little dicey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, depend, depending on situation, of course. Right. Um. Next one, at rejected papers, top three TV shows for each of you.
0: This is really tough for me, by the way. I had to think about this, and I know that, that two off the top of my head, well, two that I know are for for certain in my top three are the wire which is the greatest thing ever made by humans and then the sopranos and but i don't really have a third except for parks and rec that's the third one that comes to mind
1: yeah parks and rec is good i gotta put breaking breaking Mad in there
0: making med <laughs>
1: Me- making med um i think those two are good i currently watching and it's uh, unbelievable show. I don't know if it's like one of my favorites. Um, I'm, I'm in a bloodline with, uh, coach Taylor.
0: Mm, mm. uh um, what well, what's it about again?
1: It's uh, the best way to put it is there's a family that, uh, owns this like bed and breakfast in the Florida keys. Mm-hmm. And they have this like 50th anniversary for their, for their bed and breakfast. And they have four children who are all now adults, some with families. And um Kyle Chandler, the coach Taylor's has is the one with the family. And their fourth child is kind of a wild card and he shows up at this party and then like stuff just gets really crazy. Okay, and, like, it, it, it's just it's kinda it's one of those things where it's like, Oh my god, what if like like this it's one of those things where you know you peel back the curtain and you see what a family's like, if you will, but it gets really, really dark and it's just it's really good. It's really well done.
0: Uh you know what? Friday Night Lights is my third. Thank you for that.
1: That's a good yeah. Let's agree with that. Yes. That is such a goat show. Oh man, that's Holy such a goat show. Love it. I'm on. I'm on Team Saracen all day.
0: Oh my, he's a saint. He's a he's saint. He I is. love. And
1: every and every and every woman is on. Uh, what's his name?
0: Oh yeah, no God. My wife would leave me for that dude. Yeah. Oh what, what's his name? Rick, Riggins. Reagan. I, I
1: don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why blank so. Much. I
0: mean the thing is. My wife would leave me for Riggins, but I would leave my wife for Riggins, I think.
1: I think I probably would, too.
0: (laughs) He's a very pretty man, I'll be honest. Very,
1: very pretty. Very pretty. Uh, Next one. This is at Peter Overzet, who's actually the host of the Fantasyland podcast. Yes. Uh, He said, would you guys swap out your theme song if Le'Veon and Snoop offered to do a rap cover for it? Yeah. No. What? (laughs) Yeah, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I saw I saw you about to say yeah. So I like this video thing that's
0: happening because now we can I I thought we were going to say work. yeah at the same time and then you were like <laughs> Of no.
1: course we would. Imagine Le'Veon and Snoop uh, as long as Le'Veon and Snoop would, would rap the current lyrics.
0: Did that happen? Did they do some sort of song?
1: Yeah, they did. I I actually clicked the TMZ link today, but the I didn't I couldn't find the actual like audio for it. But I, they, they did, apparently. All right. Uh, next one, at Trump Boner. He said, would you rather be forced to eat Subway every day for the rest of your career or sleep on a bed-sized frosted sheet cake? Oh, God. <laughs> Teddy, you sleep on a bed-sized frosted sheet cake because there's no duration listed. I, if we assume it's for the rest of your career, then I might, <laughs> I might have to eat some No, I, I, would, I would sleep on a bed-sized frosted sheet cake.
0: For, for your whole life?
1: tenny you can yes
0: what yes
1: have you eaten subway I, have you slept on a cake <laughs> no it might be great well, it,
0: it's definitely not great i am taking subway i'm eating it every day i'm having diarrhea constantly
1: <laughs> next one at skinny elvis f mary kill me median twitter gorilla twitter jags
0: twitter <laughs> i'll I, i'll uh wait wait what is it kill f Mary, kill
1: me me, i'm gonna uh, median killer gorilla twitter sorry median twitter did i say median gorilla yeah yeah, i think so (laughs) median twitter Mm -hmm. gorilla twitter Mm -hmm. jags twitter (laughs) or or a a, a middle-sized gorilla (laughs) i
0: I mean i don't want to say i'm gonna kill gorilla twitter because that seems insensitive
1: I'm going to kill media Twitter.
0: Yeah. Forward. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll marry gorilla Twitter just because they seem so angry all the time.
1: And you'll F Jags. Twitter. I'll,
0: I'll F Jags Twitter. I mean, you know, I like some of the guys on there. I think
1: I guess. I could... Yeah. Next one at TJ Hernandez, fight one, race one in the 40 yard dash drink with one, Alex Smith, Niles, Paul, Justin. <laughs> well, you know who I'm racing in the 40 yard dash. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! I would love to race Alex so I could lose by six seconds.
1: Yeah, he is quick. Yeah, he's quick. Fight one. I'd like to fight Alex Smith. <laughs> drink, dr- drink with one. You
0: drink with Niles Paul. I get. What? What if he doesn't drink? We don't I mean, know.
1: That's Jesus. Oh, Jesus does drink. He does. He'd be
0: all into wine. Oh well, but wait—is he Mormon?
1: Actually, he probably is yeah so he so he probably sucks Then you def yeah then you definitely want to fight him
0: couldn't have you couldn't even have a car- not not for being mormon i'm saying like of, of the process of elimination. Jeez. we have we have a we have a mormon american in our fantasy league jj yeah i did i
1: did, I did not mean it like that at all mm. oh man next one at eric renner who is currently on your list of uh list for late round quarterback values i think we talked about it a little bit already yeah. um Kirk Cousins, Tony Romo.
0: Ty God. Which two guys
1: I like. Ty, Ty God, sure. Uh, next one. At Ben155390, opinions. Funniest drunk tendency you had in college?
0: Hmm. Well, I have one. It's not in college. If you don't mind, I'll I'll, I'll just butt in here. Um, my I used to do this thing where anytime I got drunk, and like, you know, more than tipsy, but, you know, I would find whatever the music was playing out of speakers, a bow system, whatever I would grab it. And I would put it on my shoulder and walk around the party with it. Like, like a boom box.
1: Obnoxious.
0: And it, Oh, so obnoxious. And, and I would scream over the music. And, and so that's how people <laughs> knew that I was drunk because it's very hard to tell, you know, not even Melissa knows really when I'm drunk a lot of times. So, um, you know it's it's hard to tell except for when I'm walking around with the music. Then <laughs> right. when I'm looking like, like, like oh, when I'm looking like Radio Raheem from Do the Right Thing, people know that I ha- that I'm plastered.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I don't know. I, I one time um pretended that I was Sonic the
0: Hedgehog. How'd you do that? I can't talk about that. On <laughs> <this podcast. laughs> that that'll be on a special podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about this some other time.
1: Um then he, this guy also says Denny's favorite story of his dad while growing up. Oh, you told you told some dad stories.
0: I mean, oh gosh. Um, mm Oh, you know what? He one time bought a golf cart, uh, and then um, my friend and yeah, he just bought a golf cart. He brought it home. He raced it down a hill with my friend, my me and my friend on the back of the golf cart, like like holding on to where you know where you put the golf clubs. We, we we had our feet on that on that part and we were holding on and my dad dared us to jump off while we were going. Like at wow. extremely like extremely fast. And my friend did. And he he actually like tumbled for like ten seconds down the street. It was horrendous. Wow. So that's that's a dad story. <laughs> there you go.
1: Um, and then the last one is the biggest pet peeve. My my biggest pet peeve quite easily is when people are completely ignorant to what's going on around them they're just Uh, completely oblivious they're just whether it's driving whether they're just not they're they're not sensitive to their surroundings
0: loud loud talking loud loud freaking talking in my ear i cannot deal with it if i were honest with people i would grab them by the shoulders and say i have never spoken at the level that you're speaking right now can you please not talk like that okay
1: yeah it's good all right, next question at DP Football One. He said, "How much would Arian Foster landing in New England affect Dion Lewis?" <sighs> Maybe a tad. I don't think it would be. I I, I wouldn't worry about it. They, they, Dion Lewis, they, they have a role for him.
0: I feel like I don't know. I feel like that, that's the kind of team that's just totally unpredictable with how they use players. It would make me nervous.
1: I, I that's fair. Next one uh, at underscore F-F-E-J. He says, "When do we get the Jared Cook image update on the LTS banner?" Mm. That's a good call. Yeah, there you go. We probably should update the banner. Yeah, I think it. Sh- I think it, the banner should be streamers with Tom Everett Scott. <laughs>
0: hey, let's do it, and we got to have Tom on sometime soon, soonish. Yeah,
1: we will. We will. Next one uh, at girk 91 take us through a day in cd carter 13 life doesn't seem to eat much or watch anything
0: i mean right now the day in my life is wake up and take care of kids all day every day and pretty much and tweet sometimes um usually it's uh work you know and then stop working and then maybe read something (laughs) Yeah. Like a magazine or a book, but no, I don't watch TV. I don't like, I don't ever watch live TV. I watch some stuff on, on Netflix. It's very, very boring. I'm sorry. I don't have something more exciting for you, sir.
1: Man. Next one at Alan Parker two going to wedding in Pittsburgh in fall. First time visit best spot to dad run best food. Denny would throw in the trash. All right. Best spot to dad run. If you're really running then there's like Shenley park and there's the South side as good spots. Uh, but definitely goes, go ride the incline. The thing, you know, you always see those images of Pittsburgh and Mount Washington, like the, mm-hmm. the thing that's going up the, the mountain, mm-hmm. ride the incline and go up and see Mount Washington. It's a great view, but go really though. If you're driving, if you have a car, go to the West end overlook and not where the incline takes you. Cause the West end overlook is the best view. It's actually been rated the second best view in the country behind the grand Canyon. Wow. Like, crazy. Crazy. That makes you so, so go proud. The, go, of course, go to the West End Overlook. Best food. Also, go to the Cathedral of Learning on Pitt's campus. It's awesome. The best food you have to get Permane Brothers. It's very obvious. Get get a Permane Brothers sandwich. Half people hate it. Half the people love it. It's very good. I once down two in one night when I was drunk. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, it's a good time. It looks like good drunk food. I mean, if you're sober, it's trash to me. But you
1: know. no, you're wrong. Uh, next one at W Michael McNair. When deciding between two comparable wide receivers or quarterbacks, do you consider where they play? Julio in the dome, OBG outdoors, for example. I don't. I don't.
0: I I, I think I think that that's you're just outsmarting yourself at that point.
1: Complicating things. Um, next one at Big underscore Shoes forty three. Who would win in a fight uh, to the death? Psycho Chad from The Bachelor or Freddy Krueger? So, Psycho Chad, dude, this is the last question, by the way. Psycho Chad, you, you got to see that this guy is a maniac. Never Like, this guy got kicked. Okay, he went on a two-on-one date where in the two-on-one Denny, they, the bachelorette chooses one person to stay at the end of the date and one person to leave the island, essentially, right? And Chad is this, this steroid-taking, just great maniac, and she didn't choose him. And the preview for the next episode is him going back to the house and causing a, a just a ruckus and just like trying to beat people up, so that's Chad. Okay, you're probably gonna still say
0: Freddie. Well, I mean, he's like you know uh, he lives in your dreams. He's not real. He kills you in your sleep. I you know so I'm I, I have to go with the supernatural demon from you know the seventh level of hell. Here, so
1: sure, fair, very fair. All right, Denny, those are the questions. We talked onesie positions, so why don't you let everyone know where they can find you outside of in your home taking care of two children?
0: Yes, uh, at cdcarter13 on Twitter. And uh, even if you don't know the date of your fantasy draft coming up in July and August, uh, check out draftdayconsultants.com and uh, get some personalized hashtag help.
1: Sweet. And I'm JJ Zachary. and you can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB. And you can find all my work over at numberfire.com. A lot of good football stuff coming out. Jason Shandle, one of the, the numberfire writers today, wrote an article as to why he thinks the RB1 in fantasy football this year is Jamal Charles. Nice. Really good article. You guys should check that out. It's not even a hot take. Um, so check that check that out, numberfire.com, at LayRoundQB. Denny, you going to go get some milkshakes? Uh,
0: yes, as long as uh, my baby can share.
1: Okay, that sounds good. I'm down. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakegroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.